morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, Positively Different Radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Morning, good morning, Lyle. Morning, how are you this morning? Yeah, good as gold. How are you doing? I am amazing this morning. Oh yeah? It is spring. It's spring has sprung indeed. Spring arrived yesterday. And how did you like it? Happy Father's Day for you. Spring arrived in our backyard yesterday, in our back paddock yesterday. Oh, oh, yeah. Pun away. Go on. Tell everyone why you're so funny this morning. No, no. Spring arrived in our back paddock. Yeah, I know. I I know you think you're funny. Go on. Tell them all. Go on. No, I'm not being funny. Yeah, I know you. I know you're trying to do a pun here. No, no pun. Yeah, you absolutely are. (laughs) I don't know what. Because you're not talking about the season, are you? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about our exactly, new cow. Exactly, there you go. There you go. There so our calf was born in our back paddock yesterday, and she was promptly named Spring. Was was yesterday actually the first of Spring? Yes. Okay, see. see, see. And, and, and we, we, we had... It's uh, a dad joke on Dad's Day. Anyway, whatever. Um, we had an amazing spring yesterday because not only did we have a calf born in our backyard, we had like a billion goldfish born in our fish tank. Are you serious? Uh-huh. There was at least 11. You have a fish tank? Uh, goldfish oh, in the pond, pond. In the pond. In the pond. In the pond. Okay, right there, right there. We oh. didn't even know that we had a breeding pair in there. We had three goldfish, and I asked when I bought them, like, will these things breed? And they're like, well, we don't know. We don't know what you've got. <laughs> it remains to be seen. Well, apparently we now know what we have. <laughs> That's so good. Wow. So, like, are they, like... Are they like little tiny, tiny ones or like? Actually, they weren't born yesterday. They were born some time ago. They were just seen for the first time yesterday. Okay, okay. Because yeah. we had rain, the water got aerated, they got excited and came out to see what was happening. Oh, that's so cool. Are they are they really small? Uh, we've got some that are about or oh, 20 millimetres long and some that are 50 millimetres long. So that's two and five centimetres for those of you who are normal. Well, that's really great. <laughs> I love the eye roll there from Lyle. I'm <laughs> just trying to even think, what is a centimetre? Oh, please. <laughs> Who's ever heard it's of centimetres? It's very easily convertible. Anyway, what are you grateful for this morning, Lyle? I'm grateful for goldfish and for spring and for our new calf, which is um, just completely adorable. Yeah, it is pretty um, cute. You, your heart would just melt all over the place, Mon. I don't know. You sent me a video. It was pretty gooey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't melting too much. <laughs> anyway, when, great. He, when he came out, he flopped out on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> that and his know. butt flopped over his head. <laughs> he was laying there with his butt over his head. Her, okay. her butt over her head. Okay, great show coming up for you today. This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app.
Welcome back, everybody. That was Chelsea Moon with Come Now Found here on Faith FM. It is Monday morning. We are about to get into our quiz, but Mon, did we cover what you're thankful for this morning? <clears throat> thankful for microphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm thankful for my dad. It was Father's Day yesterday, and I um I live far away from my parents and have done so for a long time. Um, and so I was thankful to have uh technology so I can give him a call and have a yarn with me, daddy. Yeah, nice. I yeah. think we all gave our dads a call yesterday. If we didn't go and visit them, my boys came and spent the evening with me, which was uh, just super nice. Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah, yeah, and and especially. Especially because you know we did that we did that good news story a couple of times um, in the past couple of weeks about how the thing that Dad wants the most on Father's Day is actually just a phone call. So, yeah, I was like, I'll give him what he wants then, give him a phone call. So we had a good chat, caught up a bit. So yeah, it was nice. Excellent, yeah. excellent. What do you got for us in the quiz there, Mon? Okay, so, so who am I? And I'm not going to lie, it's pretty hard. I would never have gotten this one at all. Even if you gave me all the clues, I would not know this one. <laughs> okay, who am I? This is a Bible uh, character. I gave orders to have Michael taken away, f- sorry, Michelle taken away from her husband, Paltiel, and be given back to David. Who gave that order? Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843 is our number. Uh, you can text your guesses, 0491-064-669. Lyle has it wrong. Uh, so if you can get it right before he gets it right, I will send you double prizes this morning. Rare opportunity to win double prizes here on Faith FM. Uh, I'll send you two special things out of the prize box. So now Lyle is... No, you can't have two guesses in one go, Lyle. Only our listeners get two guesses in one go. 
Uh, otherwise, you could just guess every name in the Bible. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, mm, okay. All right. All right. All right. Moving on with positively different news, Mon. Wow, there is so much good news happening right now. There's so spring. much of it. It's, I'm just Winter is it. over. It, it is gone. It's finished. It's done. It makes me so happy to like do my I'm little so journal thing and find there's just good stuff happening around the globe. I'm going to share one, though. Maybe two if we have time. But this one's mega cool because this one is uh, of interest to both you and I, Lyle. Mm-hmm. And this is so cool. I wish they'd invented this a little bit sooner. Um, so I don't know whether you realized, but um, nearly half the world's population is at risk for malaria, mosquito-transmitted malaria. Yes. So that's, that's a huge, that's mm-hmm. almost half of them, um, which just in the la- like last year killed 445,000 people alone in one year. Yes. So almost half a million people died um, from mosquito-transmitted malaria. Um the most deadly creature on the planet, the yes, mosquito. Indeed. People think it's like hippos and rhinos and and buffaloes and lions and tigers and uh, crocodiles and snakes, but it's, it's not. Actually, it's a mosquito. It's a mosquito, yep. But what was buzzing me last night? Can you believe that? Well, you should have worn this because uh, researchers have invented um, a new kind of clothing that prevents mosquito bites. It's graphene lined clothing. Which is really cool because you and I both have had the experience, uh, and your dad as well. Um, you know, now that we've been in Africa, you have a mosquito net, and suddenly there's a mosquito on the inside of the mosquito net, and you're like, "How did that little sod get there?" Mm. And then suddenly, like you, and you start, and then all the mind games kick in. Like, "Ooh, do yeah. I have malaria?" Th- that's exactly. My right. dad did have malaria. Yeah, he did. <laughs> the one time, a mosquito. one mosquito got inside the net. That's all it takes. Um, okay, so this is scientists from Brown University have discovered that it's a super thin and incredibly strong material. Uh, it actually blocks the odors of sweat. So that's how it works um, from one direction, um, which compel the blood-sucking mosquitoes to bite. Um, it also uh, incorporates breathability in, in the fabric, and testing revealed that the fabric is also too strong for mosquitoes to bite through. If I had known about this stuff... Okay, but what about the parts of your body that are still exposed? Your face and hands and... I'll cover them up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll vote for that. Look, uh, <laughs> no, but this is this is something that I learned as well that like even if you do cover up every inch, because I I when I went to Kenya earlier this year, I did take a pair of longer pants, long cotton pants, to mm. sort of protect myself against mosquitoes. Um, and they were still lightweight though because I didn't want to get hot. Uh, and only then discovered that it it didn't really make too much of a difference because mosquitoes would just go straight through it. And uh, and I'd have bite marks bite marks up my legs and um and I was really annoyed by that. Um, so I'm I'm really keen to get this fabric, <laughs> to be honest, for any other upcoming trips to Africa. Um, the the study senior author Robert uh, Professor Robert Hull he said there's a lot of interest in non chemical mosquito bite protection, uh, which is something that I'm interested in. I was a bit concerned, you know, how you're supposed to buy the spray with the highest level of DET, DET, um, but that stuff is it's it's so noxious. Like anyone, if anyone around me sprayed it, I'd end up having a coughing fit. I just hate the stuff. Um, and apparently, I'm not the only one. Apparently, a lot of people around the world are looking at, at um, natural alternatives. And uh, so they've been working on um, on this on this graphene uh, incorporated fabric to work as a barrier against toxic chemicals. Um, and that's how it actually started to to protect people against chemicals. And then they thought, Do you know what? Like it works so good. This will be great to provide mosquito bite protection as well. Um, so they actually. They actually covered – they did, like, tests and they covered some of their um, 
subjects, they're volunteers in cheesecloth, and some of them with graphene, uh, with cheesecloth that was covered in graphene oxide. Um, it's GO if any of you chemos out there, um, and then discovered that the mosquitoes actually completely changed their behavior in the presence of the graphene-covered um, skin. So it like just completely altered them. It was wow. like throwing them, throwing them um, aside, curveball. Anyway, um, so I'm 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 keen to get like an entire suit made out of this. Can you imagine? Like, you know how they need to inject some into your bloodstream, Mon, and then Whoa. become a walking mosquito repellent. That'd be kind of cool, though. Actually, no. I'm just <laughs> here I am talking about not getting chemicals and like inject me with the stuff. <laughs> um, uh, so hang on a sec. Let me just quickly tell you something else about this. Um, it was so it's a chemical barrier against your own um, human sweat. But they also discovered that sometimes when the mosquitoes would land on it, they would sort of go to puncture it and then change their mind and fly away. Mm. Isn't that crazy? It's like a mental trip for mosquitoes. Um, so yeah, check this out. Go have a look online. Um, this is at the National Academy of Sciences in their journal. I can't wait for this to be just in shirts everywhere. I can't wait to be walking down, like walking along the shops and like Target selling this graphene covered fabric uh, shirts so you can buy when you go traveling. Yeah, I'd definitely, I'd definitely buy it. Yeah, hopefully, sure. hopefully it won't be too expensive. Hopefully it'll be like quite affordable because I'm going to want this on every single piece of clothing that I have. <laughs> anyway, Lyle, uh, more news coming up for you now. So um, this is really cool. Um, Actually, this is really sweet. So there's a sick three-year-old uh, who's been quarantined. Um, he has uh, a pretty contagious, severe disease. And um, he's been uh, – well, not to the point where he has to stay in a hospital, like in a, in a bubble, but he has to stay at home. His name's Quinn Waters. I stay away from people. His, his body's immune system was temporarily wiped out as well um, because, he, you know, he had the disease and then he has um, a low immune system now. So he had also had life-saving stem cell treatment to kill – um, a form of cancer that he had as well. He's just very sick. Uh, and uh, even like right now, even a common cold could create a medical emergency. So he has to stay in his room. Um, but he's been really lonely and facing a lot of solitude. And as a three-year-old, that's really tough, right? But his neighbors found out about his predicament and uh, they began to uh, uh, formulate a bit of a plan. And so every day someone from the neighborhood shows up on his front lawn so he can open up his bedroom window and basically entertains him. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. So they have like people like coming with guitars and with puppets and with like balloons and streamers. And they basically like just put on a, a little show for him. And everyone who has like any sort of a talent can just come and, and does something. So this three year old has now been entertained by his community. He's watched folk dancing, acoustic concert, makeshift circus shows. They even organized a dog parade. <laughs> this is so cool. Um, I'd love to be a part of this community just so I could cook something up. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, that's what I was thinking. It's like you sit down as a family and eating, like, what are we, what, what's, what's our family going to contribute yeah. to, uh, to the act, <laughs> yeah, the, the, talent, the talent show in the front yard? Yeah, this is so cool. Um, and even, he even got surprised by some members of a famous um, Irish punk band uh, called the Dropkick Murphys. I've never heard of them before. Um, but they actually heard about it and they decided that they were touring through the area and they thought they would drop by and <laughs> do a little surprise show <laughs> with some of their more famous songs. Um, and his parents are so happy happy because instead of him having to stare at a computer all day, um, he now actually gets to sort of interact with people in his community. I'll show you a little picture here, Lyle. There's Quinn. He's poking his little 
his little shaved head out the window. He's still got his. Ah, uh, that's awesome. His, yep. his little, uh, what do they call his little hose that goes in the nose thing? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and all the people in his front yard, um, giving him a bit of a show, showing him some love, uh, reminding him that he is a part of their community, even though at the time, at the moment, he can't be outside. So yeah, it's a beautiful story, beautiful, uh, people doing beautiful things for each other. A bit of inspiration on your Monday morning. Um, definitely something to think about. Maybe you could help out someone, even if it's a little entertaining way. This is Jaden Lavick with My Father's World. This is my father's world To my listening ears All nature sings And round me rings The music of the spheres This is my father's me in the thought of rocks, of trees, of skies and seas, his hand the wonders wrought. This is my father's world. Welcome back, guys. That was Jaden Lavick with My Father's World. This is My Father's World here on Faith FM, and it certainly is. The sun is streaming through the window. It has been raining in our area. We hope it rained in your area. I only have one thing that I'm disappointed about about the rain, Mon. What's that? I prayed for 50 millimetres of rain. <laughs> what did you get? 50 millimetres. <laughs> you should have prayed for more. Why didn't I pray for 100? They had 100 down here. <laughs> back on your knees, Lyle. <sighs> <laughs> so frustrating. But anyway, praising God for the rain that we got. We were, we were right on the brink of running out of water in our tanks. Ooh la la. And, uh, what would that have meant? Showering in the pool? Uh, and the pool's pretty cold at the moment. And a bit chemically because it went a bit off over the winter and oh. we're just in the process of sorting it back out again. Resurrecting it. But definitely icy cold. Okay. All right, Lyle. Yes. Who am I? Clue mm-hmm. number two. I accused Abner of sleeping with a concubine na- named Rizpah. 
There were some cool names back there, don't they? Abner, Rizpa. Mm, Lyle still looks confused. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Can you read me the first one again? I gave orders to have Michelle taken away from her husband, Paltiel, and be given back to David. I also accused Abner of sleeping with a concubine named Rizpa. And Lyle has it so wrong. This is fabulous. I'm so stoked this morning. My Monday really <laughs> couldn't have gotten any better. I'm just desperate to give away uh, double prizes this morning. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Uh, text 0491064669. I did say it was going to be a hard one. Yeah, yeah, this is a tough one. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah, got yeah. me on this one. I am just like, like, uh, literally, super curious. I didn't even know this name existed. <laughs> I'm not even sure I've ever even heard. Okay, well, that's a big clue right there. Go for an obscure oh, yeah. name. Yeah, the more obscure, the better. Well, we have the uh, we have the expert of all things obscure. Yeah, um, but I'm wondering if he knows the answer, yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. have to I'm gonna have to give it away if he. Oh, do you know what? I'll tell producer Shell, and then maybe she can come in and read out the clue, so neither of you know the answer. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, fun, 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 fun. Okay, so not so much fun in other parts of the world. Of course, in the Bahamas right now, they've just been smashed by a Category Five hurricane, uh, which is the highest uh, category. Winds blowing three hundred and fifty-five kilometers per hour. Wow! So that's pretty works. full on. This is Hurricane Dorian, and uh, of course, there is the. Uh, there is the the, the guy who um, is just getting married for the second time, and Hurricane Dorian has hit on his wedding day, mm. and his ex's name was Dorian. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a few memes going around about that one, but uh, yeah, this one's this one's a nasty one. They're ex- expecting storm surges, uh, fifteen feet high, and some of the islands in the Bahamas are only five feet high. Yeah. I think and this is the height of the island, including the village and everything yeah, that's on them. Yeah, I think them. I've been to one of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's very So flat. you've got a five-foot-high five um, island that has a whole town on it mm-hmm. and, and people living there. And then a 15-foot And this is going to come through uh, 10 feet high. Yeah. 10 feet much. higher than the island. We definitely need to pray because there's not going to be much We left. do. Of course, they've been you know, working very, very hard to evacuate these places in preparation for it. But the Bahamas are not um, high places at the best of times, as you know. And the building codes there are for houses to withstand a Category 4, but not a Category 5. Why wouldn't they start with doing a Category 5? Because Category 5s never happen. Yeah, well, look what's happening now. I know. It's kind of like, you know, we, we hear this. They're expecting a metre of rain. A meter. Yes, and the storm has slowed down, so it's only moving at one point six kilometers per hour. So it's just sort of sitting right on top of the Bahamas and just smashing the place. So you know, in the Bible, when it says the islands will be washed away. Yes, it does say that every island Do you will disappear. This might be it because it just doesn't <laughs> well, sound let's like pray the that it isn't. But the Bible does say something interesting in Luke chapter twenty-five. This is what Jesus said before he came, before he said that the world would be like before he comes back. I should say. It says, there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and and in the stars and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring and men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking on those things which were coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Certainly happening in the Bahamas right now, men's hearts failing them for fear, the powers of heaven being shaken and uh, some pretty severe weather happening right there. What is interesting, though, that is that we almost seem to... Uh, I can almost come here on Faith FM on a daily basis and report a 
yeah. new weather-based mm. record. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when we have so many records toppling in such a short space of time, constantly like we are, uh, it definitely does point to that verse right there. I don't understand how people who aren't Christians can't think that there's nothing crazy happening right now. How can they look at the state of the world and not think? I think thinking men and women can see that something yeah. momentous is about to take place. Yeah, yeah. Like it's they just might getting not know worse what. and worse at such a, 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 a unbelievably exponential rate. Mm-hmm. Like it's just going so fast. Absolutely. And it is a sign that Jesus is coming back soon. And so that is actually good news. Mm. You know, it's Amen. bad news when we see destruction of lives and property. And we pray that that does not take place. But in the midst of that, we can take courage that Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. All right. So another story. This is coming out of the uh, journal Science, um, where they have conclusively debunked the concept of same-sex attraction being genetic. Oh. Again. Okay. Because basically every uh, piece of research that has ever been looked into, you know, looking for the gay gene, so to speak, the, the famous gay gene. Oh, they're trying to, okay. Yeah, yeah, they've never found it. There is no such thing. Um, this is the largest and longest study ever held. Um, it was conducted by two gay men, um, which was significant. Okay. Um, it covered half a million people and was 100 times bigger than any previous study before. Wow. So this is, this is really conclusive research now. Um, is, is, and and it's been published in the journal Science. This is them trying to find out a reason as to why they were gay. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, so they've, they've, they've noticed a couple of little things, like they noticed five little markers that are attached to things like smell and baldness in men that may affect same-sex behaviour, uh, but that was only in less than uh, 1%. It had less than 1% influence. Okay, I was going to say bold men have more of a yeah, no, it's less than I 1%. think you might have just offended a lot of bold men who are very, very straight out I'm there. I'm just reading the research. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so basically what they've said, it's impossible to predict a person's um, sexual behavior from their genes. You can't do mm-hmm. a test at birth and say this person is going to be this or this person is going to be that. Um, they did say that there was a spectrum that uh, people ranged across of same-sex attraction um, and that According to their research, everywhere everyone is somewhere on that spectrum, but that sexuality is not fixed, and that people move from one um, to the other. So the whole concept of being born this way is actually totally false. Yeah, no, it is. That's right. Yeah, Um, it's been challenged by the LGBTQI community, claiming that it gives uh, that the whole thing gives ammunition to the seventy odd countries. in the world where same-sex relationships remain illegal and that this study should not have been published because it's going to uh, result in further persecution of uh, same-sex uh, couples and so if forth. If you're campaigning to have truth of, not published, then you take a good heart. Yeah. It's, uh, I can understand where they're coming from, but it's science like, is science and research is research. And right. as human beings, scientific endeavor is something that we need to be constantly pushing the boundaries of. And, you know, these are the kind of things that, you know, you and I, we have our own thoughts on it, but it's like, okay, if there's science to be studied, let's study it. Mm-hmm. Let's find out what's going on and let's but dig into really it. what's really interesting about that sentiment is it kind of points them out for them thinking that they themselves are doing something wrong. Because if they didn't, if they generally didn't think there was anything wrong with it, they'd be like, why do we need a reason? Why do we have to have, you know, any sort of genetic, we're just gay and that's it. 
Why would they? Yeah, well, want it's often been it's often been evidence. put off as uh, we're persecuting people because they're left-handed, you know, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which has been a, an argument in the past. Well, that's not an argument that um, can be used because it's not genetic, um, and that it is uh, it is actually incredibly, you know, human sexuality is something that's incredibly complex. Mm. Anyway, baby spinach, mon, love it, up by twenty percent in Australia in the last twelve months. Yes. Why? Uh, it's high in iron. People like their leafy greens. Mm-hmm. What's not to like about baby spinach? And But having said that, we eat half as much as the UK. But last year we ate oh, 37,000 tons of baby spinach. That's really great. Um, so, yes, our leafy greens. We always like to promote leafy greens here. Mon loves to drink her leafy greens every morning. I don't morning. love to drink my leafy greens. I just do it. And one of the things they're looking at is that uh, over half of all the leafy greens that are harvested go into uh, waste um, or animal food, and they're looking at turning that more into powdered products, such as the ones that uh, Mon dumps down here every morning to get her iron levels up. Wow. And that's because of uh, damage by machinery, uh, leaves being either too bu- too big or too small uh, to be accepted by the uh, by the supermarkets. Anyway, this is the Isaacs, the one I'm dying for. You're listening to Faith FM.
You're listening to The Isaacs, the one I'm dying for. You're listening to Faith FM and you're about to listen to the third clue for the quiz that I haven't got the foggiest idea what it's all about. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, who am I? Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Let me... Hmm. Just a baby of the night, I should switch the quiz. Nah, nah, I'll do, I'll do my as written. I'll do my as written. Who am I? Recab and Banar stabbed me to death while I lay on my bed, then cut off my head and took it to David. A little bit gross. Lyle finally has it correct. <laughs> Give us a call if you know the answer. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Uh, text 0491-064-669. Ah, there you go. That one gave it away. Um, an interesting name and a, an obscure person. Uh, not an obs- Well, not so much an obscure person, but definitely uh, an obscure name in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully you can... Uh, Get that one figured out. Give us a call, 1-800-324-1800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. If you know the answer, I challenge you this morning. What have we got for a prize? Um, we've got a whole big box down there. All right, so we're going we're to drag something out of the prize box here in a second. Yeah, I'm... I, I, I'm umming and ahhing. She's looking at the prize. I, I, I kind of want to say they could pick whatever they want, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Whatever, whatever, whatever you want, pick it out of the prize yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give you a rundown of what's in the prize <laughs> box and you can pick whatever you like. I've done all that right. before and uh, right. and the prize winner really liked it because I had them on the phone for like five minutes going through everything in the box and then they got to pick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, joining us this morning, this morning in the studio is Kelvin Langman. Welcome to the show, Kelvin. Good morning. And of course, Kelvin is our uh, expert on all things wonderful, wacky, obscure, um, speculative, crazy, crazy um, conspiracy, whatever it might be in the Bible. And so we're going to have a lot of fun this morning with, um, yeah, we've we, we got some interesting ones to, to, to raise this morning. What have you got for us, Kelvin? Well, last week, or last time, sorry, we spoke about um, does the Bible talk about the hydrogen bomb? Oh, yes, I remember that. The, mushroom, remember that the so, mushroom cloud. Yes, yes. So yes. the word pillars of smoke means columns, but it can also mean, mean palm trees. So a palm tree has a long, slender trunk with a mushroom-shaped head on it. Okay. Resembling... Um, a mushroom cloud. Yeah, yeah. So continue- Maybe we should change the name of mushroom clouds to palm tree clouds. <laughs> Maybe we should. So just- I hate the fact you're associating my favourite tree oh. and my most hated... Object. Species. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so continuing on with that, Isaiah chapter 25, verses 2 to 5, especially 4 and 5 are the one I'm referring to, but in Isaiah it talks about, Yehoah will be a shadow from the heat when the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. Now what's really interesting about this verse, if you've seen footage of um, nuclear blasts, buildings get left behind. Everything else that's carbon-based life form gets obliterated. They're evaporated, yeah. And water especially, yeah, just vaporizes. So here's an, um, 
they're showing how a wall will remain, but the heat will blast against the wall. Mm. Isaiah chapter 25. That, thinks, that, that reminds me of a famous uh, photo from uh, Hiroshima of the shadow of the person on the wall. Yeah. A person had been standing there. They were turned to atoms, but their shadow was on the wall. There you go. Could be something in it. Could be. I told you we were going to be delving into speculation this yeah. morning. But what's the, the word, when you say the Yehua will be a shadow from the heat, the word shadow actually means defense. It's a, the Hebrew word is cell, T-S-E-L. I don't know how you pronounce it. But it, it means he's our defense. So it's crazy. There's this double play happening there with the word shadow. What's interesting, okay, so let's, let's speculate further on this one, okay. is that God uses a cloud as our defense. Yes. He defends us from the cloud. You know the, the whole Exodus thing? Yep. Ah, yep. There you go, there you go. And we're going to touch on that a little bit more um, as I get down a bit further, but... Um, Verse 5, thou shalt bring down the noise of strangers as the heat in a dry place, the heat with a shadow of a cloud. Now, hang on. In the wilderness, there was heat from the sun. So the cloud was their defense and they got relief from That's the right. heat. Yes. But yes. verse 5 says the heat of a shadow of a cloud. When does heat come from the shadow of a cloud? Unless, of course, it's a nuclear bomb. Oh, well, <laughs> that, cre- that creates a cloud, and heat, and you've got time. heat coming from the cloud. An explosion. I'm getting pretty convinced here. I have to admit. <laughs> this is, this is Mon. You're going to be our next um, conspiracy theorist here on uh, on Faith FM. All right, uh, Kelvin. What, what else you got for us there? Okay, yep. so Mark 13 verse 25 um, talks about the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. And it's also in Luke twenty one twenty six. We just read that during our news segment where we were talking about the Bahamas because right now in the Bahamas, the powers of the heaven will are being shaken. They are being shaken by winds that are blowing 355 kilometers per hour. What are you doing stealing the thoughts out of my head? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so it's very – oh, it's good that you brought that up because that's a segue. It allows me to introduce right. this, my thoughts there on it go. anyway. There you go. Um, so the word stars um, – it says how the stars will fall, but it's the Greek word there, and you, you're probably better at Greek than I am, but it, the, the word stars falling is continuously falling, but the word that we translate continuously is more accurately as, mentioned as a shower. Right, so, when so it like, talks rain, about like rain. The stars shall shower down, and that's a consistent showering down. So it's not the odd um, falling star falling no. across the sky at night. No. So this would have been a spectacular event. Yep. Pouring but, down, like someone up there with a big bucket just pouring them down. Yep. So the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. The word translated heaven is the Greek word uranos. Now, if you know your Greek, we use that word to get our word uranium. Oh. So that's the active material that's in atom bombs. So the powers that are in Uranium shall be shaken. But the word shaken also means agitated or stirred up. Ooh. So imagine the heavens, Ooh. the atmosphere. So this is talking about energy in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And where does an atom bomb go off anyway? Well, it goes off in the atmosphere, it, and it's it when you shake up. up all the little atoms inside of it. Yep. And when you um, shoot them at each other, and they split and carry on and do all kinds of things. Yep. So Most interesting. Do you want to put any faith into the pseudepigrapha or the apocryphal books? No. Because I've got two references there if you wanted to include them. But I don't, don't even know to. what the pseudepigrapha is. I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, okay. I've heard of the apocrypha. 
Like same kind of thing. Okay. So they're same books. Kind of they're ancient books, but they ne- were never included in the Bible. They're not supposed to be. Um, what's the word? Okay, so here's here's what you've got with your with your uh, pseudepigraphica and your um, and your Apocryphal. apocryphal books and your deuterocanonical books, etc. What you've got is expressions of um, Jewish culture of the time. Um, they are expressed in theological terms, but they are uninspired material. Okay. So if you want to understand, you know, this is what the Jewish people at the time were thinking about, you know, and the kind of uh, concepts that they were um, bouncing around, then they are valuable books, definitely valuable books, but not a part of the Bible. Okay, so they're not to be taken as the Bible. Yeah. They're the books that didn't make it, essentially. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. And the reason being they're a mixture of, there's some history there, there's some commentaries there, there's some uh, novels there. Um, these are not books that are accepted by Jewish people as being inspired, and so therefore we don't expect ex- accept them as being inspired, unless you're Roman Catholic. If you're Roman Catholic, then yes, um, the Roman Catholic Church does accept these books as inspired. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. And so there's more references to atom bombs in these books? Yes, there are. In, no the second, on. in the second book of Esdras, now what's interesting, Esdras is... Um, Ezra? Yes, it's a different... Uh, not translation. Hellenized. It, yeah, it's more the Greek form. Hellenized, yes, thank you. Gotcha. So the second book of Esdras, 15 verse 44, says the face of a star within a cloud with dust and smoke rising up to the heavens. Ooh. So... You've got to ask the question, what is the face of a star? But when is a star inside a cloud? Mm. Unless, when you course, say something bright and shiny inside a cloud. Unless, of course, you've got an atom bomb creating a cloud and massive energy coming out from that. So I, I think that's – you could loosely it's accept fasc- that. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. We're, 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 we're very loosely accepting things this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, I, it's fun I, to do so on occasion. I am. I, I do get kind of loose occasionally. Yep, yep. So we have um, the book of Song of Solomon. Uh-huh. But in the apocryphal book, you've got the book of uh, Wisdom of Solomon. So it's different again. So chapter 5, verse 21, talks about the right aiming thunderbolts. They go abroad from nation to nation and from cl- from the clouds, as from a well drawn bow. Shall they, f- shall they fly to the mark? So here we've got a thunderbolt going from one nation to another. When do we have thunderbolts going that far? Missiles, long range missiles. Ah, oh, intercontinental, <laughs> intercontinental ballistic missiles. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yep. I know. Is, is that what Scripture's saying? I, I think there's there is a, a link there. There's a strong insinuation. Did you know that the first intercontinental weapon actually was a hot air balloon made out of washi tape? Wow! Yeah, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so we this is that. made by the Japanese during the Second World War, and they drifted it across to um, to uh, apparently they drifted a lot of them across to the American mainland to try and start bushfires. It was an incendiary device. Excellent. Made out of washi tape. Yeah, amazing. Maybe those are the lightning bolts. I thought you were going to claim it was made by Germany. but <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah, no. it wasn't really intercontinental. It went across the English Channel. Well, they did make the Vergeltungswaffen, which is a hype, the V1. Yes. And the V2. Yes. Which was an amazing piece of machinery. It was. Terrible. Terribly amazing piece of machinery. All right, um, Kelvin, hit us with something else. What else have you got for us? So we're going to move like... 
to numbers. Numbers, all right. Numbers are always interesting. Numbers have significance, especially symbolically. Like number four, whenever you've got the four winds mm-hmm. or you've got the four angels, number four speaks about the cardinal points, northeast, south, and west. That's right. Four points of the compass. So if you've got the four winds, that means that you've got winds from all over. Mm-hmm. They're all around the globe. But winds also symbolize something as well, don't they? That's right. War, strife, War. bloodshed, yep. commotion, yep. terrible things taking place. Um, just ask the Bahamas right now. So if, if the Bible talks about the four winds, it talks about something bad going on pretty well globally, all the way around. But what's interesting, uh, when you read Revelation, it talks about the four winds from the four corners. And what's the other four reference there as well? There's three lots of four that it mentions, which is, when you look at that together, that's number 12. So there's a hidden number 12 in Revelation. You also get 144,000 has lots. How many lots of 12 in it? Uh, should be 12. 12, yep, yep. yep. My, my, and then you've got you're the, asking the. Yeah, yeah, you should be hard talking questions. about. If you're going to ask about <laughs> mathematics, talk to my wife. Right. I'll direct them over that way. Um, when you've got the, the 24 elders sitting under the throne of God, you've got two lots of 12. So you've got this, even though that's not using the word 12 direct, you've got this indirect references to 12. Yep. Uh huh. So in the Old Testament, you've got 12 tribes, 12 rods, 12 stones, 12 um, oh, jewels, the jewels the on the breastplate, Urim right. and Thummim. And then in the New Testament, you've got of the, the high priest. 12 yep. apostles, the 12 foundations, the 12 gates, um, and the 12 names written on those 12 pearls, pearly mm-hmm. gates. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a lot of 12s. Yep. You've got the New Jerusalem, which is 12,000 furlongs. But not only is it 12,000 Height, width, it's also breadth. So it's 12 cubed. Yep. So there's, yep. A, there's a lot of 12s. Is there a reason for this? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Yes, tell us about what the is, number 12. What does 12 symbolize? Like when, when you look at the, the 12 tribes of Israel. Or the 12 disciples. Yep. So that is a group of followers, believers in God. But also 12 is has to do with governance like when you go to a courtroom how many jurors are there would not that vary from one jurisdiction to another i don't know i've only ever heard that there are 12 12 in any court 12 angry men there's a movie about that yeah so whenever you've got 12 it's also to do with governance or ruling so the 12 tribes of israel are the 12 governing governing bodies of israel that were to cover the whole earth and to have dominion over the whole earth. So we see this in nature. When you have the sun rising going through the sky, we have the 12 hours of daylight. When you have the moon riding, rising at night, you've got the 12 zodiacs or the 12 constellations that it progresses through in the evening. So it's very rich in symbolism there. So 12 in scripture often represents governance or ruling um, and talking about how you know we need to be focused on doing our best and doing. So when you got twelve foundations to the New Jerusalem, it means that it has good government. It's founded on good government. Compounded, yep. Twelve times twelve, good. Yep. Ah, fascinating stuff. Kelvin, thank you for joining us. Kelvin, of course, is the uh, expert, our, our local expert on all things wonderful, wacky, obscure, and even sometimes speculative here on Faith FM. And we are so glad you're able to join us again this morning. This is uh, CC Winnens. 
Um, Winans. Every single winnings. time you say winnings, and every single time never has to be alone. Whatever. <laughs> Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Listen. Sydney Wolverton. 
This once-in-a-lifetime event as three of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 0413122348 now to book your seat. God has answered Jerusalem's cry. 